Blog Talk Radio. Oh, let's just enjoy the presence of the Lord right now. Oh, we love you, Lord. We bless you, Lord.
Welcome to tonight's show. Just going to do a test to make sure you can hear me. I don't hear myself so far. Hold on. Maybe I'm too close. Let's see. I think I'm okay. But let me just have Terrence call in real quick. In the meanwhile, hopefully you can hear me, but if you can, welcome to tonight's show. I am one of your hosts, Tanisha, and our other host, Terrence, will be joining us shortly. He just got home um, from a doctor's appointment, so he's got to eat and wind down and that type of thing. So he may or may not join us, not sure, but hopefully he does. But I just text him to see if he can do a test to make sure that the sound is okay, because, you know what, I'm just going to check again with my regular phone because I use a Google a Google number. Sometimes I know it sounds weird. Okay, I'm testing myself. Yeah, I sound fine. Okay, so today is May 31st, last day of May 2023. It's 7.13 p.m. Central Standard Time. And again, so excited to be here Um I don't know if you guys, you guys all listened to last night's show, but um, if you did, you know that Randy revealed some things that's been going on in his personal life with himself and his wife, his wife battling um, stage four cancer and currently in hospice. So uh, please keep her lifted in prayer and um, please keep him lifted in prayer and the family lifted in prayer. Um, very interesting show. Um, very unique, very powerful. A lot of people that had called into the show ended up just praying over Randy, praying over Julie, praying over the situation. And then in the end, he opened the line and we just all prayed collectively together as a body of Christ to just lift up that situation to the Lord. And then he revealed some things about um, other things that he's been um, dealing with on top of that. Um, Hold on real quick. Okay. Yeah, some just, just some additional things. Something that really stood out to me, because since I've heard the news about what Julie's been going through, it really um, was inspiring and humbling for me, because despite, you know, Randy watching his spouse go through, um, you know, pain and, and um, deteriorating, he's been faithful. Still doing the shows, you know, taking off when he needs to take off, but like, like that's so rare. Um, I've been a part of PGN since 2014, I want to say, and he rarely takes off um, shows, very dedicated. Um, so for me, it was very humbling because, you know, sometimes we'll have things that we need to do, things that we, that we, that we're committed to doing and any little thing, any little hiccup, we'll say, Oh, you know, I'm not doing that. Well, imagine your, your, your spouse battling, um, a disease that the doctors have said is terminal and you still committing to the call that God has in your life. Very humbling. Something that's definitely something that we could take away that we, we need to be committed to the things of God because at the end of the day, what we do for Christ is the only thing that will last. 
That's the only thing. We, we have all these things we commit to, right? Jobs and, and personal things, pastimes, hobbies, even, you know, our children. And, and children are not always children, right? They grow up. So it, the only things that we do for Christ are the things that last. We need to be making sure that the things that we do in our day-to-day lives are things that God wants us to do. You know, of course, there's downtime, you know, everybody has time when they veg out or, you know, just kind of unwind, but we need to be making sure that our lives are committed because that's what we're here for and that we that we don't get distracted even when the distraction is, is a good distraction, right? Because all distractions are not created equal, but things can cause a distraction. Things can cause you to, to lose focus. Things can cause you to, 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 to shy away from the things that God has called you to do. And we have to know that the word of God says we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, which Randy is proof of. It, it takes the strength of God to be able to continue to, to, to do ministry Monday through Thursday, you know, for several hours while your spouse is, is not well. You know, and, and the prognosis is not good. And you're just trusting God and you don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? Like you're just trusting God. You're putting your faith in God, but you're still doing the same thing. You're not breaking down. You're not, just no hint. You know, he talked about on the show, he, he didn't say anything to anybody because that's what Julie requested. So that's a lot to keep in. And and never, never showed any sign of it. You know, just completely committed to the work of God. And so that's something that I, that stood out to me um, the most was I'm like, wow, had no idea. And the dedication never wavered. It never changed. There was, there's never even any hint, like, you know, to, to send a message, say, Hey, is everything going on with you? You seem off like same, same Randy, you know? Um, and so it just proves the word of God to be true. Even more that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Um, and, and to me, it's, it's like even an example of what we're going to see in these coming days. You know, um, sometimes life throws us things that we don't expect, even though it's things that we know, right? Like um, everybody passes, right? Everybody dies. But we don't expect for a family member to get um a prognosis of death. We don't expect certain things that, you know, even though we know it's coming, we don't expect it. Um, but we still need to, to focus on what God has called us to do because we have to trust the word even through dark times, even when, when things are not going the way that we want them to go. We have to lean into God even more. We have to walk that word and, and trust it in order for us to get by, you know, um, when Terrence and I first started doing the show was right around the time my mom died. And, you know, Randy last night was talking about how he can't not pray for people. Like that's what he's called to do. Like he wouldn't even feel like himself if he wasn't doing that because he knows the call of God on his life. And that was the same for me. Like it, it helped me. You know, it helped me to be able to be a help, to be a blessing to others. You know, I was hurting, but it was like a bomb, almost like a soothing bomb um, on my hurt to be able to minister and, and to prophesy and to encourage and to edify. Um, 
And so we have to remember that as, as life starts to change around us. And we might not be dealing with or ever have to deal with the same type of circumstance, but we will deal with unpleasant things. We will deal with change that we don't want. And we need to stick to what God has called us to do because it will provide comfort to you when you're doing the work of God. It will, it will, God will use it to, to heal. God will use it to give you peace. God will use everything. You know, the word God says, he, you know, all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purposes. And we have to remember that part. You know, a lot of people just say, oh, all things work together for good. That's not true. All things don't just work together for good. All things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose, not according to your own purpose, right? Not people who acknowledge God. Let's, let's, let's read that scripture. Let's read it. Romans 8, 28. I'm going to read it first out of the NIV. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. Now let's read it out of the Amplified, which is my favorite. And we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God to those who are called according to his plan and purpose, the keys. It works together for good for, for, for those, right, who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. We love God, right? We're, we're, we're called according to his plan and purpose. And don't get stuck on that, right? Don't say, oh, no, I made a mistake, or I thought I was supposed to do this, and, 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 I'm, and I'm not doing this, and so now everything's not going to work for good. That's not what that means, right? There's a difference between making a mistake and not being called according to his plan and purpose. That's different. Because when you love God and you're called towards the plan and purpose, even when you, with good intentions and with a pure heart, make a mistake, he will get you back where you need to be. So you're not going to just, like, trip on a banana peel out of his will, and now nothing's going to work for good. Like, that's not what that means. Because you wouldn't even be considering is this what God wants if you were called according to his plan and purpose, if you didn't consider his plan and purpose for your life? We're making moves based on God's plans and purpose. At least we should be. We should be consulting God about the moves we make. If you hate your job, don't just quit your job because you hate your job. Okay, I can't tell you how many jobs I've worked that I absolutely hated. My last job, I hated that job. <laughs> I didn't hate the money, but I hated the job. And it wasn't even, you know what, I can't even say it was the job itself. The job itself wasn't, I was helping people to secure um, protection for their businesses. So that I didn't hate. I think I just hated the setup of the company that I was working for, and I didn't like the amount of clients I had. I had like hundreds of clients. Like I was stretched on existence. And so because I'm, I love God and because I'm called according to his plan and purpose, I didn't allow my emotions to dictate and determine what I did with my positioning. I asked God, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to stay? You know, and he's like, yeah, I want you to stay. This is an assignment. So I did, despite my personal feelings. 
So that's the way that we should be living our lives. God, when, when we love God, we want to please him. When we're called according to his plans and purpose, we want to know his plans and purpose. So we don't allow the quote unquote obvious to dictate and determine the moves we make. You know, if you, you, you know, you, you, you want to move, ask God where, where to move to, what city. World is big. He might not even want you to stay in the state you're in. Some of you are holding on to the state. Some of you are holding on to your hometown. Some of you are holding on to, you know, the city. Ask God. And, and, and well, no, because I'm established here. My family's here, my friends and everything. That was my reasoning when God told me I was going to move to Texas. I didn't want to move to Texas. I moved to Texas because God told me to move to Texas. And because I love God and I'm called according to his plan and purpose, I did what he told me to do, despite how I felt about it. But I, I was like, I'm a Cali girl at heart. I mean, I like the beach. I like sunshine, flip-flops, being around my family, my friends. I had an established um, career. I wasn't working a job. I had an established career. I had been at that company, uh, a, a major company, mind you, for five years. They had already been putting into my 401k. Like, I was on track. I was making really good money. So I'm like, it didn't make sense. But I still did it anyway because this is where God told me to come. And even when things started to fall apart and everybody was like, just come home, come come back to California, I was like, that's not my home anymore. God has not told me to go back there. So I'm going to have to dig my heels in and make it work out here because this is where he's telling me to be. And sure enough, God made everything work out for my good. So did I make mistakes? Absolutely. Does that mean that things aren't going to work out for good for me? No, because everybody makes mistakes. But when you make mistakes with good intentions and you really are trying, you really thought that's what God wanted you to do, he's going to make that work for good too, even your mistakes, all things. All things. So that's, that's where we're at as a body. We need to really be more mature in our faith and we really need to be making God moves. Not fear moves. Not good advice from family moves, not well-intended people who care about you moves, not emotional moves, not because my feelings move, not, not because I'm uncomfortable moves, not because everybody else is doing it moves. We need to be making God moves. That's our safety. That's the only safety. Everything else is a false sense of security. A lot of people feel secure in the wrong things, Right? Think about it. Ask yourself that. What makes me feel secure? Ask yourself that. Does your health make you feel secure? Does your job make you feel secure? Does your bank account make you feel secure? Does the neighborhood that you live in make you feel secure? Does statistical data make you feel secure? Like what makes you feel secure? Because everybody has something that's giving them a false sense of security. But we need to know our real security comes from God. It's not all those things. If he placed you in a neighborhood that's safe, cool. But it's not the neighborhood that's keeping you safe. It's God. God placed you in a place that he knew you would be safe. It's not that that's making you safe. It's that God put you there. You can have no money in the bank and still be financially secure. And you can have a million dollars in the bank and not be financially secure because tomorrow the moths are going to eat it up. Our safety and our security is in God. That's the only guarantee. So when you step out of that safety and security, you open yourself up. You're, you're, now you're exposing yourself. 
to something that God does not have for you. You know, look at when when the children of Israel were on the last plague, right? God has sent all these plagues, and it had nothing to do with what his people were doing or not doing, right? He didn't say, open the latches to let the frogs in or do this and the other. It had nothing to do with anything that they did. It was strictly by God. God determined what each plague was. Each plague had a significance, and it was by God's hand that each plague was issued. But the last one, right, when the angel of death came to take the firstborn, they had to put some skin in the game too. The only reason why it didn't affect them is because of their obedience. That's it. They couldn't take the stance, well, I'm a child of God, so I'm good. No. Because if that blood wasn't over that doorpost, guess what? That angel of death would have snatched their firstborn son too. So the protection came from the obedience in doing what God told them to do. That's why they were protected. See, before, they were just protected because of who they were. Because they didn't get the frogs and, and, and the crops getting ate up and the animals dying and the darkness wasn't over them and they wasn't getting the, the, the bad bugs and all the other stuff that was going on. That, that didn't affect them just because of who they were. But that last one, which was the worst one, mind you, which was the one that even affected not only them. See, listen to what I'm saying. Hear me. He who has the ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Them being obedient not only protected them, but protected their family. If they were disobedient, not only would it have affected them, it would have killed somebody in their family, which would have affected their family because of their disobedience. Come on. So hear what I'm telling you, what's going down in these end times, in these last days. Your protection is not going to come because of who you are, like it did then with the frogs and all that other stuff. Your protection is going to come because of what you do that God tells you to do. That's, what, that's going to be your protection. Because if they wouldn't have did it, they would have been affected. So please be mindful of the moves that you're making. If God tells you to put the blood over the doorpost, do it. Don't take the stance, I'm going to put the blood over the doorpost because I didn't have to do all that before. The frogs didn't come and I didn't get my crops ate up and I didn't have my cows tipping over and I didn't have bed bugs and I didn't have this and the other. Because some people really believe that. It's, and they say, oh, it's enough. I'm just a child of God, so I, I have the protection. You, have, you do have a, a level of protection as a child of God. But disobedience is different. Disobedience causes you to be exposed. So that, that you, you stepped out of the protection when you're disobedient. And that's where we are as a body. We need to be putting the blood over our doorpost if God tells us to do that. If God's telling you to leave your city, leave your city. Because you stay in that city, you're, you're exposed now. You don't know what's going to happen to you. Yeah, the moths are going to come. <laughs> but your name in their mouth. 
God tell you to leave that job. I don't care what they're paying you, how you like people. You come in and high-five people. Birds land on your shoulder. Everything's just hunky door. It's all fine and good bank account stuff. If he tells you to leave, leave. Toodaloo. Ta-ta, and it's been real. Where's my box? You know what? Just shit me my stuff. I don't even need to take it. You do what God tells you to do. That's where you're going to get the protection in the obedience. That's where we're, that, that's the season we're entering into. It's the obedience that's going to protect us. Because everything else is a false sense of protection. Even if you think, oh, because I'm a child of God, nothing bad is going to happen to me. It's a lie, and it's a lie from the pit of hell. There is a level of protection. Your soul is secure. Your salvation is secure. So you're protected from eternal damnation. But if God is telling you to do something and you don't do it, you don't step out. You step out of the protection. Now you're not in, in under the tower. You're not in the secret place no more. Now you're exposed. Now you're going to be sitting there sliding down walls and crying and shaking your fist wide like you didn't do what God told you to do. It's imperative that we have an ear to hear. It's imperative that we're asking God, what do you want me to do? Don't, don't go with what's trendy, what's cool, everybody else doing it, feels good, it's comfortable. No. Right, or it seems right. Yeah, because that's a, that's a big one. It, I, I, you know, I ask people, I ask a lot of questions. If you know me, like, on a personal level, I ask, <laughs> you're Terrence, I ask a lot of questions because I try to get an understanding because above all, right, get an understanding. So a person can tell me a situation, and I don't just take what they say. I start to delve into it. I start to ask a lot of questions so I can have a, a better and a greater understanding. But a lot of the times, the question is very simple. Well, why did you do that? You know, I'll ask that. And I can't tell you how many times the person will say, because it seemed like the right thing to do. And then I'll ask, what made it seem right? Was it because it was comfortable to you? Was it because it was next step based on a previous experience? Like, I, I get deep into it. But I can't tell you how many people say, well, it seemed right. <laughs> Results, disastrous. But at the time, right, you hear that a lot too. Well, at the time, did you pray about it? No. So you went by your feelings, or they say they let their heart lead them, right? Because that's what a lot of people, especially secular people, they're taught that, to follow your heart. And then I always point out the scripture about the heart being deceitfully wicked. I don't know about you, but I'm not going to let nothing pipe pipe or me that's deceitfully wicked. Hearts don't have ears. So I'm not following no heart. I'm following the Holy Spirit, period. And that's what you need to be doing. That's what we all need to be doing as a body of Christ. If we need to be saying, God, what do you want me to do? That's where your protection is going to come in. You know, yesterday I logged into my bank account. You know, just casually. Just want to see what I was working with. Could not log into my bank account. Systems problems. It's down. I'm like, oh, okay. 
So I tried to log in a little bit later. We, we can't give you your balance. What if I was feeling comfortable because of my bank account and my balance? Now, just like that, they talking about they don't even know how much money I got in the bank. <laughs> and there was nothing I could do about that. We're going to come into a time where that's going to be reality. It's not going to be like a little glitch that they clear up because it cleared up within an hour or so, a couple hours maybe. What you going to do if, if, if it's just, that's just that, just that on that? Now your millions or thousands or hundreds or whatever you got in there, your tens, I don't know, is gone. You're going to fall apart or are you going to trust God? Because the only real security we have is Christ. Everything else, it might be secure for now, but it's not a guarantee. It's not a, it's not solid. It can change at any given moment. We've seen it, right? If you study history, you've seen people on top, people on bottom. Stock market up, stock market down. Housing market good, housing market crash. All these things that people put security into. Your security is found in Christ. That's your security. And your protection is found in your obedience. Be obedient. Don't just fly by the seat of your pants. Don't just say, oh, oh it seems right. You, you got access to God all the time. You don't have to go into a church building. You don't have, oh, I got to get to church so I can hear what the Lord. No, you can hear what the Lord has to say right there in your living room, right there in your car, in the shower, while you're on the toilet, while you're washing your face, brushing your teeth, eating your breakfast, while you're at work, while you have a conversation with somebody. You could be sitting there nodding yes to them, completely spaced out and praying in your head. You always got access. There's no excuse. I didn't have time to pray. If you had time to do anything, you had time to pray. Seek God. When people are coming to you and trying to pressure you for an answer, it's okay to say, let me think about that. Let me mold that over. Let me consult with my God. Because you're not about to railroad me into no decision. Because my protection is on the line. And that's important to me. So let me do what needs to be done so I feel like, okay. Because sometimes when God gives you an answer, you don't even feel like people always say, well, when, when it's God, peace comes with it. Sometimes peace does not come with it. Sometimes you still feel uneasy. And you got to take the steps necessary to have the peace, to just trust God. Come on. Yeah, Terrence said, ask Jesus in the garden. Did that sound... Peaceful to you, sweat and blood. But he submitted regardless and nevertheless. Not my will be done, but your will be done. When we saw in contract for our house, I was terrified. But I knew God was telling me to do it, but I, so I did what he told me to do. There's plenty of times in my life, even moving out here to Texas, that was scary. It was exciting, but scary. I didn't know what to expect. I'd never even been to Texas family from here, but I'd never been here. But I did it anyway. And it was and it was hard for me. It was an adjustment. I still I would wake up in the middle of the night confused as to where I was for months. <laughs> Thinking in my mind that if I step outside and I go this way, I'm gonna be on this street. Like it was 
it was a, a huge adjustment for me. So don't wait for a feeling to come upon you to say, oh, this is God because this is how I'm feeling. No, you'll know it. You'll know like, okay, I, I, I know God is telling me to do this, even though that's not what I really want to do, but I'm going to do it anyway. Just, that's where the trust comes in. And now I'm just going to pull down on my peace because I trust him. I take everything to God in prayer and I trust him. And now I, that's how I get that peace that surpasses understanding. Because if the peace was an understanding peace, you wouldn't feel no type of way about it, right? How is it surpassing understanding if it's already understood? So you could be operating in peace even though you're uneasy because that surpasses the understanding. Because the understanding, your, your body, when, you, when you're experiencing emotions, it's trying to get you, it's alerting you to do something. It's trying to take, get you to take action. So if it's uneasy, it's like, oh, I don't know, you be hesitant, right? But that peace comes in and it surpasses that understanding. So now I'm, I'm able to make that move despite how I'm feeling, how my flesh is feeling. I got to learn how to kill that flesh. So be seeking God and seeking what he says, not seeking a feeling, right? Once I'm comfortable, then I'll do it. You might never be comfortable. If God sent you to die for us, we'd be still going to hell. As soon as you would start sweating blood, nope, I know that ain't God because I don't know about that. If I'm that distressed to where I'm sweating blood, I, that's no peace. Because God wouldn't have me feel like that if it was his will. That's how a lot of us would be. Right. Trying to play God. We're not. We are servants of God. And when you try to play God, you see what happened when the devil did it. <laughs> How'd that turn out for him? Seek God. Seek his, 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 his voice. Seek his will. Seek his purpose. Don't, don't seek comfort. Don't seek false, false securities. The world as we know is going to change. So the things that are, that seem very solid right now will not be, it's going to turn into mush. It's going to turn into quicksand. Things that have appeared to be stable. Things are changing. And in order for us to be protected, we have to make God move so that we are protected. Look at it just like putting that blood over that doorpost. It wasn't enough that they were called a God. It wasn't enough that even up until that point, just existing was enough for them to be protected. No, they had to, they had to, to, to show their faith. They had to put the work in, right? And we know the word says faith without work is dead. They had to put some skin in the game. They had to be obedient because if they weren't, they would have been affected too. And we don't want to be affected by things that God is going to be issuing on the world. When God has his wrath on the world, I, I know I don't want to be exposed because if Noah would have, when he told him, right, because he gave Noah all the instructions, how to build everything, how to, what to do, the timing, everything. If when God said, okay, time to close up the ark, and Noah said, wait a minute, because I think one person would have, and he would have went out there, he would have drowned and died. Despite the fact that all these years, because he didn't build that, that ark in two days, it took years to build that ark. 
But if he wouldn't have went in and closed it up, when God told him to go in and close it up, he would have been subject to the wrath. He would have been subject to, to, to the same fate that the world was subject to, even though he wasn't part of that world. He was in it, but he wasn't of it. And that's part of us being in this world, but not of it, because we're in it, but when God tells us to make moves, we make moves based on God. The world, they just be doing any old thing. They just dizzy, spun out of control. They don't know what they're doing. They don't even know what drives them. They're just doing things based on trend and everybody else is the dumb leading the stupid. You ask them things, they don't even make no sense. They be in mid-sentence confusing themselves. Like, just be quiet, bless your heart. Because they don't know. They got so many different demons influencing them. One demon saying this, the other demon saying that. Then they got some background coming in and maybe a word that somebody told them before and they used and this and it's pulled all over the place. Can't follow them. They're unstable. They're double-minded. Which means they're unstable in all their ways, not some of their ways, all of them. They can't help you. <laughs> You're here to help them. Seek God. Let's do a collective prayer and then let's answer calls. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Thankful for another opportunity to uplift, encourage, to learn, to teach, to grow, to sharpen. We're grateful, Father God, for this platform. We're grateful for this time together. We're grateful, Lord, that you are a God who, who loves us, that you are a God who leads us. You're not like the false gods that people serve who are asleep or on vacation, don't speak back, don't do nothing, just dead. Statues. You're a real God. You are the God. You are the creator of all things. And most importantly, you love us. You care for us. You have expected plans for us with an expected end, not to bring us harm. You're good all the time. You are love. And you love us with a perfect love, despite us. So, Lord, touch your people tonight. Give them what they need. Let them have ears to hear you. And, Lord, we ask that you just continue to move in Randy's life and continue to move in Julie's life, Father God. We pray for your comfort and your love and your protection. And we pray for peace and healing within the family. Healing within the family. Maybe everybody doesn't need a healing in their body, but certainly everybody needs a healing in their mental, in their perspective, in their feelings, in their minds. Maybe there's confusion going on. Lord, heal it. Give them clarity. Maybe there's just pain to watch a family member suffer. Maybe there's questions why. Maybe people are questioning how does a good God allow such a terrible thing to happen to a woman of God. There's all sorts of pain that comes when people are facing uncertainty and people are facing a loved one dealing with, with struggle or illness. Give them comfort and healing in every area, Father God, that's hurting them, every area that's causing strife, division that they may be acting out on. We just pray your love into all of their lives and that you would redirect them, put their focus on you and what's really truly important. Not to say our lives aren't important, but ultimately it's our, our eternity that's the most important. And once that's sealed, we're good. So 
Sometimes that's hard to see in the face of, of, of sickness or death. But that's just the truth of the matter. We pray for a shift of focus and that they would see your goodness through it all. And Lord, help us to decrease as you increase. And we just love and honor you and we pray all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right. Let's hop to it. Uh. <laughs> Let's hop to it. Let me get my notepad. Going to be giving some testimony, probably within a couple of weeks, about Terrence um, and how God is moving in his body. Um, very exciting stuff, but we'll do that. Um, another show down the line. What I'm going to do, I'm going to unmute, get your name, pray for you, and go down the line since we've got about 40 minutes left. And I want to make sure we get everybody. All right, first, 610-969. Who am I speaking to? Shalom, guys. Shalom, shalom. This is Lisa um, from PA, Lisa Ra- Raquel. Um, can you hear me? Because I have the Bluetooth speaker in. Yeah, we can hear you. <laughs> oh, okay, good. And I was just asking for prayer for Javante, please. Please. And I just want right. to thank you guys for your just for your ministry and um, the way that you're um, leading in this time. So I just... Um, I I just salute you guys and thank you. You're welcome. All right, let's pray for you, Lisa, and pray for Devante. Start with Devante. Heavenly Father, we've come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord. We lift Devante to you right now, Father God. We just pray against the, it's like I see uh, cement over his mind. Um, if you've ever dealt with cement, it's very hard. First, it's very liquid, it's very wet, it's very pliable, easy to deal with, but as it um, stays in place, it hardens. Um, it gets very hard to the point where it has to be uh, jackhammered or, you know, hit with something very heavy to break it. Um, and it's like I see cement over his mind and I see the touch of God. I see God just touching it and breaking it and breaking it. Sometimes people feel almost prisoner to their own thoughts. Um, and it's almost like he 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 kind of sort of is <laughs> prisoner to his thoughts, um, but God is God is going to break that. So I, I thank you, Father God, that even in in with the torture, right? Because that's torturous when you feel prisoner to anything. Um, that's that's a that that's torturous. Whether you're an actual prisoner, um, whether you're a prisoner, you know, feel like prisoner in a relationship, prisoner to a job, and to your thoughts, anything where you feel. Um, confined and feel like a prisoner that you can't escape. There's a, there's an element of torture that comes to it, but God's going to use this experience with him to really light his fire for Christ, to really teach, to, to teach him how to reach people and, and, and to be very relatable to say, Hey, I know how that feels to be prisoner. I, I know how it feels to be free, but yet a prisoner and, and, and feeling like you're a prisoner of things and you want to be, you want to escape, but you just don't even know how because you're, you feel stuck and, and confined, and there's all sorts of reasons why people feel like that, why they feel stuck or confined into anything. You know, sometimes they don't see hope. Sometimes it's just because it's been so long that they've been dealing with. There's just all sorts of reasons. Um, but it's going to make him very relatable to people. 
Um, and when, when you're relatable, there's a, there's a sincerity that comes and there's just a, a genuine element that people relate to, to where they, they trust you and they take your word for it. And they will, 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 will consider what you're saying or they will accept what you're saying. And so this whole situation that he's dealing with in his life is going to give him an authenticity that's going to win people over. So, Lord, we just thank you for that. Um, touch his mind, Father God, and just remove the roadblocks, remove the, 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 the prisons, the shackles, the strongholds, the, the, any element of torture, um, any, anything that's making him feel like he can't move forward. Um, just touch that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And, Lord, we just thank you. Um, for Lisa, Father God, we thank you for her, the, the, the shift, the paradigm shift, things just really shifting and changing for her. Um, and, and we thank you for the courage for her to just make moves, um, to just make moves, even when the moves don't necessarily make sense at the time, um, to just go where you tell her to go. Just like with Abraham, you didn't say hey, go two paces to the right and then go down the old brick road and you're going to see an oak tree and make a right. Like he just followed you without really knowing where he was going to be. Just following. Um, so thank you, Lord, for her having the courage to do that. Uh, and sometimes that's in the physical and sometimes that's even with just dealing with people, following the lead um, and, 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 and you not knowing where that dealing with that person is going to end, but trusting your, your voice, trusting your leading. So let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, Lisa, God is going to lead you um, even in your dealings with people, right? Because when we think of Abraham, we think of phys- physical location changes, which I see in your future, but that is even going to teach you how to change dynamics of relationships by you just following his lead, by telling, you know, he might say, well, say this to this person or don't respond or whatever the case may be, which is going to change the dynamics of certain relationships. So we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You got anything? Amen. Isaiah 43, uh, 18. You said Zeb? I said Isaiah. Oh, I said Isaiah. There's no book called Zeb. <laughs> I'm confused. Like, who? Now you're trying to crack on me live. <laughs> Isaiah 43, 18. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. 19. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now shall it spring forth, shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So I thank God uh, for you, Lisa. And and, and Devontae, this is what the Lord is doing. It's like, I see like a men in black moment. He's going to zap like the thoughts of the past. He said, don't even consider these things of old. God is doing a new thing, and he wants you to focus. That's why in the scripture says, behold, and you know, focus on this. Focus on the new thing that God is doing. And he says, when he does this thing, now shall it spring forth, shall ye not know it? That's a question. Like, when God does something, will you not recognize it? <laughs> he said, I would even make a way in the wilderness. So he's showing you that he's going to put rivers in the desert here in this scripture. So the rivers in the desert, you know, like the desert is dry places. It don't even, like, it's cracking. Like, where's the water coming from? So God is showing you the, the what what is impossible for man 
is possible with him. And so all things uh, are, are possible uh, with with Christ. And so that's what God wants you to hang everything in him because it's all possible uh, with him. And, and he's going to show you that uh, on, on a different scale. Because, you know, when we, especially when we're dealing with family, familiar uh, surroundings, uh, friends, um, the things of old. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, it's great. I, I moved out here from from my hometown mm-hmm. where I was birthed and brought up. And, but that wasn't where God wanted to plant me. That's where he planted my mom and dad. But that doesn't mean that I have to be there. You know, when, when we when we take on take on this, this walk with, with the Lord, he takes us where he wants us to go. You know, of course family don't want you to leave, family always wants you to be around, but then you ask yourself, How much am I benefiting with family? Because we related. Am I loyal? Where's truly my loyalty? It's God over everything and everybody. Here. And so the Lord is gonna break break that 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 tie to the past, that tie to the familiar things and the former things, you know, to leave those things where they are and uh focus on the new. And Lord, we just thank you for your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Next call is 404-453. Who are we speaking with? You're speaking to Madeline. Hi, guys. Hi, Madeline. Hey, Madeline. How are you tonight? I'm great tonight. How are you? We're doing great. Glad that you called in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like the message. <laughs> she be preaching, though. <laughs> Praise God. That's where it comes from. <laughs> Let's pray for you. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. That's what she got. Oh, do you have anything specific you want prayer for before I mute you? Um, uh, yeah, I'm preparing uh, an event uh, for our anniversary and so forth, and I'm just hoping <clears throat> that others who God has um, allowed to come and just a fellowship and um, everything will be in place. I'm looking forward to it. And I got two granddaughters and grandchildren that that I haven't seen in a while. And I just pray for them and that our family will be united in one accord and, you know, they'll be protected. All right. All right, well, let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord. We just thank you right now for Madeline, Father God. Touch her, Lord. Thank you for her faithfulness. Thank you for her pure heart, and she just desires people to, to get it, to get the word, to get clarity, to get understanding, to write, to, to, to walk on the right path. And Father God, just uh, have your hand on the event and, and, and let the people come that that you want to come. Um Give every speaker, every person who's part of it a word that will encourage them, that will keep them um, on the path, that will put a fire in them, 
um, and that will give them a boldness to continue to do the work that you set out for them to do. And Lord, we just pray for her, her granddaughters, Father God, that they would um, have that bond with the grandmother, that they would hear what she has to say, that they, that that it would the the word that Madeline has would be seeds into their life, even if they don't at that moment know, um, but that it will produce, that it will produce. So we thank you for the the seeds that she will plant in them, that they will be watered and that they will produce and that the words that she speaks over them, Father God, which is the words from your lips, um, out of her mouth will not return void. Let that be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Madeline, what I thought about um, with your granddaughters, me coming up, I was not raised in church. I was raised to be very moral, but I wasn't raised in church. But in hindsight of my life, I saw people who were Christians, who were believers that were planting seeds in me. And all of those seeds came to pass. Even when I was in a very dark place in my life, even when I was in a very wayward place, um, those seeds eventually produced. I'm, I'm, I'm living proof of that, that those seeds produced. So that's what I saw with your, with your grand, that, you know, just sow the seeds. Because sometimes you sow the seeds and you'll be like, man, lost cause, you know, or whatever. They're, they're not getting it or they just any other. We can get frustrated, but they, they will produce. They will produce. Amen. Lord, we thank you for Marilyn. Lord, we just thank you for um, projections. Um, it's not like a projector screen, you know, have things project on onto the screen from the projector. And so... Um, what I see is like like the, the your 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 life is the canvas, you know. It's like the screen, and and the word of God is is the projector. And when you turn it on, you you display what's being projected from from the projector. And so I, I see God using you like the screen. You're gonna project what what. What what God has given you to to this world to see and uh, be be an example and that, that that example because a lot we we look at the state of the world and so many people are frustrated with the state of the world as if God is not in control as if what's going on is a secret to God. But it's really a trick of the enemy to to try to get you focused and talking about literally things that don't even matter. And God is going to show you what matters to him, what really matters to him. And he's going to show you that he has it all in control. Us as humans, yeah, we, we deal with emotions, you know. And we have feelings and, and, and things like that. And these are the things that we have to deal with and, and, and go through in, 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 in trying to, to hear from God. We have to put those things in, in their place in order to know that we hear from God and doing what God wants to be done and not us doing what our emotions want us to do. And so God is, is really going to show you how to really – Teach people 
how 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 to live a, a a true godly life, you know, and how to move without being in in, in their emotions and literally wasting time focusing on things that have already been comfortable. Things that because because we we miss our mark. A lot of times, and, or in, so, in, in a lot of situations, delay things because we're so focused on things that have already been worked out. When Jesus went to the cross, he gave his life for it all. He said it is finished. Everything was finished. That's that on that. So anything that we could ever experience in this life, Jesus gave his life for it. It's already been conquered. We just have to believe that and walk in it and know it. You know, yeah, we all got habits. All of us got bad habits. Some worse than others. But God is the same God. He changes not. And and, and God can do whatever he so chooses with, with people. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we tend to look at people because they may have certain habits that are different from ours. But in the eyes of God, they are the same. I'm going to let this sink, not just you, but others listening. I want to let this sink in. So we need to be mindful the next time that we look at somebody else and focusing on the things that they're doing. We just really need to uh, be concerned about what it is that we're not doing, (laughs) what it is that we can do better. Mm -hmm. Because the more time we focus on Christ, the less time we have to focus on problems. See, when when you focus on the answer, the problems don't even exist. The problems are nothing. That's when you become a giant. The things that that that, that the little people are, are worried about and focus on the giants are just stepping on it. That's nothing. And that's how we have to be when we're kingdom minded, kingdom citizens. And we will focus on, on the things that the Lord would have us to do because his will is more important than ours. We ain't saving nobody. I hear I hear it often, you know, I got to get these people saved. I got to get these people saved. No, you don't. You you just need to preach the gospel. Share, share, share the love of Christ. Jesus saved you. His blood washes. His blood cleanses. His blood redeems. That's what his blood does. His blood has the power. And so the focus is Christ. And I, I really see um, God turning you up in that area, Madeline, and really making a difference in these last days. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Good stuff. Let's get to the next caller here, 251-342. Who are we speaking with? Hey, Latrice. Latrice? Her phone right down Yeah, I'm muted there. Hello? Hello? Hey, who are we speaking with? This is Latrice from Alabama. My phone is going in and out. Yeah, I've been saying it even made your voice sound different. I was like, hold on now. <laughs> I knew I Lord. How are you doing tonight? 
it is well in spite of because I can tell you about my Jesus. I do. I have some unspoken prayer requests. I'm believing God also for manifestation. Mm-hmm. It is that season. So. Yes, honey. Yes, I'm walking yes. in it. <laughs> wow. Amen. All right. Let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the trees, Father God. We thank you for the love, the care, and the concern. Um, that you have for her and the the love, care, and concern that she has for your people, Father God. We thank you that you're just granting the, the supernatural, that you're you're granting the unusual requests. Sometimes we we ask things of you, Father God, but uh, we we're we're not sure. And, and we know by your word, you always ask us the question: What do we think? What do we think you can do? Who do who do we say you are? So it's not about your ability; it's about our faith and our belief. So I thank you, Father God, that you have been stretching her faith for her to believe for miracles, that you have been stretching her faith for her to believe for the unusual, that you have been stretching her faith for her to believe for the miraculous, and that you are granting those things to her. You're granting those things um, in her ministry. You're granting those things in her personal life. You're granting those things even to her enemies um, to see how you work and who, who she serves. So we thank you for that. Let it be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Uh, Lord, thank you for the trees. I just got the uh, mighty falls, my, the, the the mighty falls, the mighty falls. Um, I know the scripture about the mighty falling heart. I don't know the exact scripture on it, but that's that's what I hear. I, I, I like the, the the Lord is reassuring you, you know that 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 the mighty do fall. You know, pride comes before destruction. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, I look at it, you know, we look on the calendar, I see that this is uh, what they call Pride Month um, here here in, in, in the United States. Um, they've given a whole month to pride. And us as believers should have an issue with that. We should have an issue with that. But God is, is 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 showing us really how to battle during this season. Um, I I really see during this this particular month that that God is really going to expose the proud, really exposing the proud this month because this is the year of exposure, and being that this is a year of exposure, this year is still going, and I believe what the Word of God. Has has given us. I believe believe that the prophetic word that He's given us, and, and, and He He reminded me today that, that that keep your eyes open because you're gonna you're gonna see the mighty fall, the mighty fall. So it it it, it should be comforting for us as as people that that are seeking after after the Lord and and really wanting to trust God. And, and and live the way God desires for us to live. Okay, and we don't have to be afraid of anything. It, it doesn't matter what 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 the world is, is 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 doing. God protects us. God shows us how to move. He always, always, always gives us um, what we need when we need it. Second sentence. 
the, the, the Lord always gives us what what we need. And 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 we have to walk walk in that assurance of, of knowing it doesn't matter, you know, how big and mighty people seem to be. You just be reminded the mighty will fall. And uh that's second Samuel, read it, man. Second Samuel one nineteen, your glory and splendor, O Israel, slain upon your high places, how the mighty have fallen. King James. King James reads it. Oh, let me find King James. Is way at the bottom? Yeah. Man. <laughs> the beauty of Israel slain upon thy high places. How are the mighty fallen? Mm, the high places. How are the mighty fallen? Come on, somebody. There's another one, too. Um, Second Samuel. Second Samuel 1. I believe it's 27. That's how it's even more. Yeah. Um, King James reads, how are the mighty fallen and the weapons of war perished? And um, Amplified reads it, how the mighty have fallen and the weapons of war have perished. Yeah, so, you know, when you look at the world, the weapons of war is money, you know, God, fear, mm-hmm. you know, control, weapons of war. They don't even last consider they they can't hold up against us and that's the mindset that we have to be in during this season it doesn't matter you got all of these ministry leaders you know and people that's that's in these high places and in these in these positions they're gonna fall they're gonna fall so it ain't about you feeling like oh man i should have said something or Oh, I tried to save you and this and that. No, it ain't about that. Jesus saves. You just deliver the word. You deliver the word. And um, you're going to benefit big time. It's going to bring a lot of peace to your life. I I, I really see like like pressure being relieved. Pressure being relieved. Um, because you, you can see people doing things all the time. They shouldn't be doing and it can frustrate you but you know don't 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 be weary and, and, and well doing just don't be weary and well doing um the mighty will fall and that's that's what i got in jesus name amen amen all right next four eight zero seven nine five Greg from Arizona. What's up, Greg? Right. What's going on, brother? He out there driving. Mm-hmm. That's in the Arizona heat. The Arizona heat, take out the phone line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully you can still hear us because your phone went out, but we're going to mute you and pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Greg. Lord, we thank you for just continuing to pave the path um, and, and for him to feel he knows that he's on the right path. Just like when, when you're driving, right? We Back in the day, we would drive and we'd have to ask instructions from the person, you know, how do I get there? And they would give you verbal instructions and you would write it down or, and then you would kind of follow it up with a map. And you had to know how to read maps. 
And even that, reading a map, is, it doesn't look the same as a road. There could be changes to a road. Something could be removed. Something could be, you know, new. So there's all these different nuances that can cause it to kind of look different from the map. But the map would always get you to where you needed to be. But there was just an uncertainty. You know, you kind of had an idea of where you were going based on verbal instructions in the map. But there wasn't like the certainty that most people have nowadays because they have you know, Google and all this kind of stuff. But I see you, Greg, like God really giving you clear instructions so that you, even when you're on a path that might not feel comfortable or a stage that might not feel comfortable, you're like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Like I recently did um, a class with our city and the police department, and it would have me go in rural areas sometimes to get to the meeting spot that I wasn't familiar with. There were streets that I had never traveled on before. And, and because they're rural, they don't have like lights, <laughs> you know, it's just the lights of your car and maybe the car next to you because they're one lane streets. But I never was scared or uncomfortable because I felt secure that I was on the right path. And that's what I see with, with you, that even when there's reason to be uncomfortable, you're not going to be uncomfortable because that peace is going to come to say, okay, I know that this is where I'm supposed to be. I'm just going to stay on it and, and, and ride it out because I know that there's an expected end. If this is where God has me, there's an expected end, not for my harm, but for my good. So, Lord, we thank you for the, 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 um, the boost of confidence that you're giving Greg, that he's on the right path and that he just stays the course because there's an expected end for his good. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we thank you for Greg, Father God. We just thank you for the follow-through, the follow-through. Uh, I'm pretty, I, I don't know if you're a sports guy, but, well, I mean, just like with anything, I know you for me with the follow-through, especially with baseball, hit or head, hit that, that bat, it's that follow-through. Uh, basketball player shoots that ball, it's the follow-through, quarterback throws it, it's that follow-through that, that completes things, you know. Uh, a lot of people miss miss the follow through and, and wonder why the shot is off or they're not hitting it the way it needs to be hit. It's because they they haven't mastered the follow through. And I and I see with you, uh, you you you've mastered like like the follow through and 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 because because of of the attention to details and the willingness to go all the way and and and, and complete things. And not leaving anything undone, God is pleased with that, and and that's what I'm seeing with you. Like like God, God is pleased with the follow through, and and because you you follow through, like God God is elevating you to 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 share it, to share the importance of of, of the follow through. You know, everybody wants to put on the jersey and get their name put in lights and get the big check. But they could be so much more accomplished with the follow through. The follow the follow through, man, is 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 an amazing uh, uh, component and aspect and uh, a skill that's that's needed uh, to reach the heights of of something uh, amazing. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
I'm just familiar with the father because I'm getting I'm getting a lot myself about it because I'm I'm very detailed <laughs> on things and I and I'm, I'm a firm believer in trying to get it right the first time so I won't have to revisit it over and over and over and uh, that's a very valuable uh, lesson that people need to know and that a lot of us take for granted and don't share with others. And I see this as a definite season of you sharing and getting it out and, and being in a position to teach. Teach. So I just thank God for the teacher in you. I thank God for the leader in you. Um, just, just going forth. Just going forth this year. Just going forth this year in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's go to our next caller here. 608969. Who are we speaking with? 960, I mean. 608969. Hey, Shannon in Wisconsin. Hey, Shannon. Hey, Shannon, how are hey. you? Yeah, good. Well, you guys pray for uh, future ways, and I need uh, prayer. <laughs> I'm really stuck with getting out of my uh, not connecting with people because of just things that caused me to lock down a little bit so I'm trying to step out but I need prayer for my boldness and social I can socialize I'm just like having a hard time breaking out and that's holding me back big time okay All right. well let's pray for you Heavenly Father we thank you for Shannon Father God we thank you for, for giving him uh, the boldness to just um to even do it when he doesn't feel comfortable. Um, sometimes in order to break a, a, a habit or to break um, a mindset, we have to just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so give him the boldness to just do it. We thank you, Father God, for the, um, the confidence that you're giving him, that he's not concerned about how he looks to people or how he sounds to people or how they may perceive him, that he's just very relaxed that he's very comfortable. Make him comfortable with people, Father God. Make him a people's person where he's just comfortable and not concerned about what people are thinking. Because sometimes we get into our own head and then we, we, we freeze in our tracks. We become a deer caught in headlights because we're like, oh, are they looking at this? Or maybe they're looking at that. Or maybe they, they, they think I'm not saying this correct. Or they're looking at, you know, that we just, all these things come up. So quiet the thoughts in his mind, Father God. Just give him boldness. Just give him boldness. And I thank you, Father God, for sending him godly friends, mm-hmm. godly influence, people who will, will pour into him, people who will build him and encourage him, people who will, uh, who, who, who will just like, like a parent, like a parent when we praise our children and it builds them up, it gives them self-confidence, it gives them um, a, a sense of identity, to where when, 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 when mommy or daddy says, oh, you did a good job or you're good at this, they don't care what nobody else says. So send people to even build them up, Father God, to build them up in you, um, to where when other people, even if people do criticize or say things, he doesn't care because he's confident in who he is. And just to help him to just have a, 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 a great amount of self-love, to just love himself, even his quirkiness, even um, things that are different from other people. That's something that we all have to deal with. We're all unique and, 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 and different, and we're all made um, wonderfully by you. So help him to be accepting of who he is and know that the people that are called to him will be accepting of who he is too and will just love him right where he's at. 
Um, and just uh, continue to build them up, Father God, and we just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Just thank you for the the um, it's not bold. It's it's something like boldness. No, the confidence. Confidence. Yes, confidence. Confidence. I see you putting on your formal wear. It's something about when a man puts on a a suit, a jacket and a tie, man. I know me. When I put on a jacket and a tie, man. Yeah. That's how it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like a Bond. James Bond. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it turns on the switch. So I see God highlighting things that, that you can use, tangible things that you can use to help assist you in, in building your confidence. Your confidence. When you go to war, the warriors uh they are equipped with weapons. They they equipped with, with battle gear. You know, and I see God giving you the gear that you need. To, to, to go battle because, of, you know, uh, people outside looking in, we we don't know what all of us are battling with, but we're all battling with something. And and I see God really supplying you with, with the battle gear to go battle those those things that you're battling with, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and you're going to come out victorious because he's going to supply, supply you with, with the battle gear and and, 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 and supply you with those things that's going to help assist you and, and, and turn on that switch. I don't know if you ever watched this movie, um, Over the Top, uh, with Sylvester Stallone. It came out in the 80s. Uh, he's a truck driver. Uh, uh, ex-wife had passed and had a son or whatever. But he, he was an arm wrestler in, in the movie. <clears throat> but when he arm wrestled, he would turn his hat around. And when he turned his hat around, it just gave him like this this confidence that he needed to beat anybody in the arm wrestling match. Wasn't the biggest guy, wasn't the strongest, but it was his confidence. And knowing if he turned on the switch, he could accomplish what, what he set out to do. And I see God giving you something that's going to help you turn on the switch to go do the thing that you've been praying and asking God for. And we just thank God for his word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I have to love that movie over the top. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good movie. Absolutely. Watch that movie. Shannon. Yeah, watch it, Shannon. That's a good movie. Over the top with Sylvester Stallone, 80s classic. Next is 828-989. Who are we speaking with? This is Jennifer from North Carolina. Hey, Jennifer. Hey, Jennifer. How are you tonight? Hi. Great. Thanks. Enjoy awesome. you guys. Thank you. You got you have any anything specific you wanted to pray for? Um, nothing specific tonight. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. All right, well let's pray for you, Heavenly Father. We thank you for Jennifer. We thank you for for the for light and happy. Um, that's the two words, light and happy. That you're entering into a season where that's what you feel, light and happy. Oh, that's a good feeling. Oh, that's a good feeling. I think about a time in my life where I felt weighted and depressed. <laughs> uh, 
I, I just hunkered through and, and did what needed to be do and, and what needed to be done. And next thing I know, I felt light and happy. And and it wasn't even coming from the external. You know, a lot of times we think that that comes from the external, and sometimes it does come from the external, but it really came from the internal. It really came from going through that period and seeing I made it and seeing how God's faithful and, and knowing that God's and just the confidence, and and that made me feel light and happy to say, you know what, I can, I could really do it. I could do this. I could do whatever life throws at me, whatever God has for me. I can do it. There was just a confidence, um, a lightness, like a weight being lifted off that came upon me, and that's what I see you walking in, really walking into a season that's even gonna, you know, that's gonna follow you all your days, where you're, you, where you feel light and happy. Right, because uh, when we the word talks about when we have heavy burdens, we we exchange it for Jesus' light yoke. Right, it's a it's a swap out, it's a swap, um, and we know that we 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 can obtain happiness through through Christ. You know, I like the smell of roses and things like that. They make me happy. Sunshine makes me happy. Birds chirping, like there's just different things that make me happy. But I see you really. Um, having this kind of eternal happiness that, that translates into every area of your life where you're just happy and just feeling that lightness because whenever things do start to try to get a little heavy, you, you do that exchange, that heavy burden for his light yoke. So we thank you for that, the light and happy. In Jesus' name, amen. Terrence had to step out. So I'm going to get to the next person here, 251-229. Who are we speaking with? Yes, this is Sarah calling from Alabama. Hey, how are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. I'm glad you called in. All right. Let's pray mm-hmm. for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you right now. For Sarah, Father God, we thank you for just the uh just the, the really seeing um what's been stored. You know, the scripture talks about uh you opening the storehouses um and, and I just see her seeing what has been stored. And just being overwhelmed by it. Because we hear about storehouses. We even hear scriptures about reaping what we sow. We hear scriptures about God supplying all of our needs according to his riches and glory. And we can't even comprehend the riches of God. We can't even comprehend the glory of God. I mean, Solomon was a man. And he was the richest man who have ever lived and will ever have lived. Um, and people were overwhelmed by his riches. as a, And he was a man. He was a man who God blessed. So we, we can't even fathom the riches of God, right? We can't even fathom his glory. We see bits and pieces of it here in the earth, but we can't really truly comprehend. Um, even physically, we can't because we don't even use the full capacity of our brain. But I see you seeing and experiencing the storehouses of heaven and really seeing what's been stored up, what you have been storing up. Because we're all storing things up. That's why God is always reminding us to be mindful of our seeds. And God is always instructing us to be kind and to be good to people and to do things in season and to, you know, the instruction is, is for our benefit because God knows how he made things. He knows that we will sow seeds. He knows that we will, will, will get what we put out. Like it's all strategic and you're going to see that. You're going to see what you have been storing up. You're going to see what God moves have been storing up for you. And it's going to completely overwhelm you, the blessings. So thank you, Father God, that you open the storehouses and pour down the blessings on her that she that she can't contain. Let it be done in Jesus' name. 
Amen. That's everybody. Amen. Um, we only went a little tiny bit over time, but we love you all. Make sure you give a call back. Again, keep Randy and Julie listed in prayer. Um, Melody says, hey, if you can hear her, <laughs> call back 319-527-6737. Call back at 845. Hit one, get into the queue. Randy typically prays over everybody on Wednesdays after he gives his message. Till next time, we love you all. Good night. Love you all.